Spoonful of Paolo, here we go. Hey everyone, it's Paolo. Okay, I am so excited because today I get to talk to one of the co-hosts from ABC's The View, uh-huh, the one and only Sunny Hostin. You guys, I love her so much and her story is so inspiring. So, I'll see you guys with Sunny in person at ABC. All right, are you ready? I am. Can I just say, really, Sunny, <laughs> um, it is such an honor to have oh. you on our show. Like, I love you. I've been watching The View since it was launched back in 1997. My gosh. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, the show helped me in so many ways. But having you, I've been waiting for this moment. So thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love your show. You. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, okay, so you joined the show with season 20. So. I'm yeah. wondering, you like today, you like when you come on stage, does it is it feel normal to you being on the view now this long? Or do you pinch yourself when you see your like picture in the opening intro and then you're walking onto the iconic stage? Like uh, is it like feel like a pinch me or you're like, okay, I'm used to this now. I, I don't think anyone ever gets used to this. Mm. It's I don't think it's ever normal to be in the living rooms of three million people every day. <laughs> I just, and that's just not even online or or in other countries. I just, it's just never going to be normal. You know, I, I would say, I I don't have pinch myself feelings because I'm with my girls and we all know each other yeah. and it feels very safe. Mm -hmm. um, but every time you walk out, it's a new audience. And mm. so it just doesn't feel normal. There are all these people that are there. They're excited. Yeah. Um, you want to make their experience a really good one. Sometimes we're talking about things that are really serious. Mm -hmm. um, thank God we've got some comic relief, yeah. you know, from Joy. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's a normal experience. I mean, I, I guess there've only been what, 26 or 27 hosts mm -hmm. and it's almost 26, I think, mm. 27, 24, 24? even less. Wow. Uh, so there've only been 24 and it feels like a sorority of just 24 women. So unless you've done it, it, it wouldn't feel normal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure. I remember when I read your memoir, I Am These Truth, there was something that stood out for me. It, okay. And there was this part when you wrote, and I loved it so much. Um, you said that CNN producer who said I wasn't good enough to anchor my own show yeah. reverberated in my ears and waited on my confidence. But literally a couple of months later, I was co-anchoring a national news show that what? everyone in the industry watched. And Whoopi Goldberg, of all people, was talking about me to the executive producers of The View. That meant a lot. When you think of that moment, Whoopi Goldberg going to the executive producers talking about you, like yeah. how does that make you feel? It was uh, that definitely was dreamlike and <laughs> pinch me, pinch myself moment because uh, I was I was not only told that I would never be able to to anchor my own show. Mm -hmm. I was used to audition other people for the show I wanted to anchor. Mm. And I did it for the money. I've got two kids in school. I've got a, a husband who, while he's a surgeon, loves to do a lot of charity work, <laughs> which is a, a great thing. Yeah. But um, and I just continued to do it. And every time I did it, it's, it, it would chip away at my um, confidence. Mm. And then I got a job doing the overnights here at ABC. And what most people don't know is that the hours are, they're vampire hours, but mm. I'm a vampire, I'm a night, night owl. So they're, you know, 8 p.m. to about 6 a.m. Mm. And if you're lucky enough, GMA has 
seen you, liked you, and then you go from there to GMA mm. and voice over some things at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. and then report for GMA at 7 a.m. So that you're just is... working nonstop. But uh, one of them is called uh, America This Morning and the other one is called World News Now. And America This Morning is watched by almost every single industry executive. And uh, the other one is watched by all the insomniacs, wow. uh, which is Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and so we used to do this thing called uh, The Mix, which I think the show may still do, mm. where it's a Hot Topics mm. thing. And like, we're jumping around, we're pretending to be on stripper poles, mm. and we're, I mean, just the craziest things you would can ever imagine. And it's one of our most popular shows. Wow. And Whoopi said to Bill Getty at the time, if she can do that, she can, and then switch to America This Morning, which is straight news, and she talks about the law, she could do this. Because wow. they were looking for a Star Jones, someone that could sort of do both. Mm. And uh, Bill Getty, he just passed away. I just went to his yeah. memorial service. He's a huge guy. He was mm -hmm. at least six four, six five, and and he calls me into his dungeon of an office, which is like in, the, in a basement, and said, "I'd like to try you out." I mean, I really, I really felt like throwing up. I felt like they, they, that's not possible. Like this other person just told me that I didn't have it, and I think the lesson therein is like, I knew I had mm -hmm. it. I used to practice being Barbara Walters in my mir bathroom mirror. I, I knew myself. Mm -hmm. And you can never let anybody be a dream killer because mm. they may not understand the dream. It wasn't meant for them. Mm -hmm. So that guy who shall remain nameless also congratulating, congratulated me on my Emmys. Uh. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think he'd hire me today. Wow. If he could. So like, it's just, wow. you just believe in yourself. Indeed. When I see you come yeah. out every day on the stage, I see a woman with so much confidence. You know your facts, you know the truth. Yeah. And I wonder, because you started Guest Coast, and I think back in 2014. Guess, actually 2012 okay, was the so, first time someone, oh. I got an email from oh. from our producer, Summer Shake, <laughs> ask, asking if I was available last minute to, to come on. So I wonder then, with yeah. everything you know now, like, is there one piece of advice you would whisper to that Sonny who's going to be guest coasting the first time, like, you know, just saying, oh, like, gosh, yeah. yeah, like, what, one <laughs> oh. piece of advice would you tell her with everything you know now, with all the years you've been on the show? I would give that Sonny the advice that Bill Getty gave me after mm. I kind of screwed up my first audition. He was like, you were watching the show like a tennis match. You weren't in the show. That's not who I am auditioning. Lean in. You could do it. Wow. Lean in. And my advice would be lean in to everything. And that's what you see every day. I lean in. Sometimes I lean in too far. Mm. And then I think, oh boy, let's look, see what Instagram says about that, you know, um, and, and our poor PR person is usually like, oh, God, um, wow. but I lean in and I would tell her to do that, to be authentically herself and to be authentically sunny is leaning in. There's really no gray area for me. Yeah. I'm trying to get there. I'm much more of a black or white person. Mm -hmm. I believe this is right or this is wrong. Yeah. And um, and I've, I've, you know, people can. I'm glad you called it confidence because mm. people confuse confidence with arrogance. Mm. I'm I'm actually the least arrogant person I think you'll meet because I still have those insecurities. Mm. It's earned confidence. 
I'm only confident when I'm talking like about the law mm. or the love that I have for my children and my husband. I'm confident there mm. always. I'm mm -hmm. confident in my faith. I'm confident that all people are created equal and meant to be treated with humanity. Mm. I'm confident in all of those things. And that's what you see. Other things, I, I'm not arrogant at all. It's just that earned confidence with life experience. I love that Bill Getty told you that. I think Don Lemon said the same thing too Don in that Lemon way. Did I remember too. that. I remember that. I remember that. It's so it was you, so weird it, that they both would say, say something like yeah, that. To it's me. so crazy. They saw me holding back. Uh, you know, before yeah. you were on TV, I know that um, you went to like an event. It was a bar association event and you yeah. were raising your hand, asking questions. And a, a producer from Court TV came up to you and she Stephanie said... Stephanie Thompson. Yes. And she said that you yeah. belong on TV. And I'm curious, what do you think she saw in you that day that she came to you and said, hey, you belong on TV? You know, I was asking questions. Then people started asking me questions. <laughs> 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 and it was about work-life balance. And I think I quipped, you know, work-life balance. That's a lie. No one, God. they tell you that to make women feel terrible about themselves. There's no such thing as that. And then it just went on and on. And, and I think she saw the unfiltered nature mm. um, that's required to, to do what, what I do. Mm. And, uh, combined with the legal knowledge because it was a legal conference. Mm. And so I, I was also kind of, I hate to say it, but saying, well, what you said was, that wasn't accurate, mm. actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works. Um, and she just said, you should be on television. And I said, from your lips to God's ears, I don't think that's going to happen for me in my late 30s. But thank you for the compliment. Wow. And she gave me her business card. And, and I was on television two weeks later. I think you're around yeah. 38 years old or I was 38. Yeah. I had just had my daughter. Oh my God. So I was like postpartum on top of it and very confused about my career. I had a four year old and a, and a three and a half year old and a newborn. And I, I didn't want to work in securities and exchange law anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a, I was stuck. Mm. I was really stuck actually. Yeah. yeah. When you were saying television, it just, it kind of made me remember because in your household growing up, you only had one television and oh, your yeah. dream was to be a broadcast journalist and you got, and you I was not in charge of that television. I know. I know your dad would watch sports, but every Sunday religiously, you and your family would watch 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. And then you afterwards would go and pretend to be a reporter. To be one of those reporters. Yeah. I mean, so I'm Ed wondering. Bradley, I mean, I, I would just, just watch it and watch And I, I loved the way they just spoke. And I, I loved just the way they were, t they were telling stories, but they were factual. And they were, those interviews were incredible. I would sometimes sneak uh, some television like, Saturday morning cartoons, wow. you know, and um, I used to love like the martial arts yeah. movies and, and then my parents, I would hear them and then I'd like turn it off and I'd like run away, which was crazy because I was in their room because they controlled it. Um, but yeah, I just, um, I knew that the work they were doing was so important. You knew. So I'm curious then, like that little girl, like, you know, here you are with your mom. Yeah. What advice? That's, that... that's what I looked like when I was doing the thing. I mean, <laughs> so, so beautiful. What do you think she would say, Sonny, if she can just see 
all of your dreams coming true, where you are right now, sitting here with me, you just did a, a live show. Yeah. Like, I'm just curious, like, because I know you've been through a lot. So what would this little girl just say to you right now? She can come here and say, wow, Sonny, like. It's going to get so much better. Yeah. Those were tough times, actually. I know they were tough times. Yeah. I know they were tough times for you. Like, oh, my God, it's so. Those, were, those were real. Those were, that's that's in front of, uh, I believe, Morris Avenue, a tenement that we lived in until we could move up yeah to the projects that had no heat hot water and we were on the fifth floor but they were tough times but, up. <laughs> but they were <laughs> tough brooches. times wow they were tough times but you know like you know what happened to you when you were seven years old and your uncle got stabbed right in front of you, your uncle ed and you know and you ran to the bathroom remember reading and it you you, you grabbed the, yeah the roll of paper to you know stop that bleeding i was just telling my husband like she's seven years old but she's so brave and she broke this cycle i remember you saying something to yourself like i'm not gonna this is not going to be my life. That you were going to break that, and, and it wouldn't be the it how wouldn't brave be the, the you cycle were for my children. Wow, no wow. way! And I was going to get my mom out of there too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. My mom That's was amazing. my mom was suffering. My dad was strong, but my mom was suffering. So we were we were all going to get out of that situation. Chill. And my mom um, lives with me now. I she carries house now. across my driveway and drives me crazy every day. It's okay. It's okay. Thanks, mom. No, but look, my mom, <laughs> my mom passed away last year, and I tell you, oh. she was only sixty-five years old. Oh, and I'm sorry. It's okay. I wear this pen. I say this in all my interviews. Oh. I wear. She's close to me. I, I, you know, I when it was confirmed yesterday, we, my mom signed to me as a bluebird, and oh. I kid you not that <laughs> we were by a bluebird, and there was a sign that said, "Call your mom. She, she loves you." And then um, your team call like said. Thumbs up, and then you get to be on our show. So, like, I oh. feel like like everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. So, you take care it of your mom. Does. I know she's a lovely person. I know she she's believed in you because she's lovely. She is very lovely. And you growing up too, like I remember you would have the newspaper in your house, and you would like New get York a new word. New York Times, the New York Times, and you would go give the definition to your parents of what that, that word meant. That was my well. We would I would have to read the New York Times because. It was the best, according yeah. to my mom. And uh, my dad got me a dictionary, and uh, he did not have a college degree; he had a technical degree. And uh, I could pick any word, but I had to get through the entire dictionary. So I just would go from A to Z. And then at dinner, we ate dinner every night together. And I think that's very important. I do that with my children, mm. uh, and give them the definition of the word and use it in a sentence. God. <laughs> And I was really bilingual, so that was kind of hard. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. Spanish um, was your first language. Yeah, Spanish yes. was my first language. So that that exercise started when I when I spoke more English. Oh my God, you're so smart. You skipped two grades. You went to high school at age 12, college at age 16. You know, I like I would it's... not recommend high school at 12 for anybody. <laughs> Well, college is 16 <laughs> for anyone. Oh my God, it's amazing. And can I just say, I love your real name, Asuncion. Thank it's you. so beautiful. I I know that, you know, when you were on Nancy Grace's show, you like, she couldn't say, she kept saying it over and over and over. And it's like, you have a nickname. You're like, oh, well, in college, you used to call me Sunny. So you said, call me Sunny. And I know since then, yes. you know, called you Sunny. But if you can go back to that day, would you have her, like, you know, just like keep saying your mispronouncing your name? Or would you say, okay, fine, call me Sunny? Uh, I would be Asuncion today and Nancy, I would have ignored her. I mean, she just kept on saying, can I say something to you? And I would say, yes. Your name is Asuncion. No one can pronounce it. They can't remember it. You are made for TV, but not with that name. And it was, again, someone who I 
looked up to, who had this job and who was a lawyer talking about the law, telling me, unless you change something about yourself, you won't make it. Mm. Unless you change your hair, you won't make it, which I was also told, you know, unless you change, uh, become a little less Bronx, you won't make it. And I just said, Sonny, because people that couldn't pronounce my name called me Sonny. Wow. I'm not that person anymore. I could care less what people think about me. Mm. That's, again, earned confidence. And um, I think what I regret the most about it is that I hurt my grandmother. Uh, she did not speak English, and I was named after her sister, mm. and her sister that died that she was the closest to, and she refused to call me anything but my real name. And my husband doesn't call me Sunny unless we're with, in mixed company. Yeah, my children call me well; they call me Mama, but uh, when they introduce me, they introduce me by my real name. So I would have never done that. But it was that thing that I think when we're looking for success, those seeds of doubt, you've got this person telling you, you can't, you can't, we won't make it with that name. Well, well, then let me change it. I know everyone's so proud of you. I know your nanny, Virginia. I know after you got your college degree, you went straight to her home and, and then she was, you know, I think she, she was the one that was grade. upset about the name change. <laughs> and she was, okay. Well, it's okay. But I remember yeah. she saying to you, you know, she had a, a to sixth grade education. Sixth grade education. And she looked at you and yes. she said, you go out there and you represent me. And yes. I'm just thinking how proud she must be to have you not representing just her, but every biracial kid out there because that is such, I don't know, to have people to look up to you because I know for you, you didn't have anyone to look up to, no, but I now don't. there's so many kids out there who can look up to you. Yeah. That's got to feel so uh, beautiful inside. Beautiful and a little otherworldly really, yeah. right? I yeah. feel like upside down world. My grandmother dropped me off at the, the Greyhound bus station. Our family wasn't the family that like packed up a U-Haul bus and took me, <laughs> you know, it was like, get on the $19 Greyhound bus with your bags and stuff. <laughs> And and some Puerto Rican food actually also in like Tupperware yeah. that smelled up the entire bus. <laughs> so okay. people okay. loved me. But uh, she said in Spanish, you remember, I may have a sixth grade education, but you going away to college means you representing me there. And I just felt like I've got to get a lace. Like, you know, you just start to think like, I really want to go to this party. But like, <laughs> if I don't do well, I've just let down this woman who helped raise me and who I revere. So mm. it, it is, I, she was so proud when I graduated. She had copies of all my diplomas, all my degrees. She watched every single show I was on. Wow. She, you know, God forbid, there was one time I was on Univision. I thought she would pass out. I mean, I really did. She passed away, but I was on Spanish language television and she just couldn't, one, believe that I kept the language, that I retained the language and that I was proud of it. You mm -hmm. know, I'm proud that I can speak more than one language. And uh, there isn't a day that goes by really that someone doesn't email my website or get on Instagram and say, Oh my God, you said just what I what I needed to hear or you said what I was feeling or thanks for representing us so mm. well. And there was no term like Afro-Latina back mm. then. It was either you, you, you were supposed to choose. And it's real hard to choose when your mother's a Puerto Rican Jew and your father's right. black. Like, what yeah. do you choose? Yeah. And uh, now there are terms for it and you can be who you, you can self-define. Yeah. Um, 
And so that's very special. That's very special for me wow. now. You know what's special for me is, you know, and this is my last question is because today is National Coming Out Day and I grew up Catholic and oh. I know you're Catholic. And the reason why I love you so much is because <laughs> with me being gay, like, you know, there's some family members and friends who don't accept me, don't accept my marriage to my husband. Oh. But I know where you stand and you're yeah. you being so supportive of LGBTQIA, which means so much to us. And I'm just curious, were you being a Catholic? Were you always a supportive of the LGBTQIA yes. or did you have to come to terms? But you I just... was my uh, my grandmother's best friend was trans. Mm. I know that sounds so crazy because this was in the, the, let's see, I was born in 68. So this was in the early 70s. And Sylvia was just Sylvia. I don't know. I just saw a woman. <laughs> I just saw a woman. And I remember a mean person said to me, I was maybe 10. You know, that's really a man. I was like, that's not a man, that's a woman. And they said it was against the church and all of this. And I said, but the teaching is that God doesn't make mistakes and that people are born, not made. And you are born gay, like you're born that way. So mm -hmm. how could how could the church not understand? That's not the church I grew up in. Yeah. I grew up in a church that our priests came to our house, drank too much wine and ate food and Sylvia was there and accepted. Mm. So I, I think I had a very different upbringing as a Catholic when it came to the community. I, I just do. And so the, the one person that was, interestingly enough, I just spoke to my dad and he grew up Baptist mm. in the deep South. The man who married a white woman one year after the loving decision right. would have the audacity <laughs> to sort of have some bias. <laughs> but uh he was like you know i, I don't know uh, this whole thing everybody's born gay everybody's born gay and and i said it's more difficult in this country to be part of the lgbtqia community mm. um you don't have the same rights as everyone else in other countries you barely have them here who would choose that mm. as a black man in his 70s if you could choose would you choose to be black mm. and go through what you've gone through? And he said it was a huge breakthrough for him. That why would why would someone choose something more difficult? We like the easy way out. Yeah. Everybody likes the easy way out. Yeah. So for him, that was his light bulb moment. But my light bulb moment, I wouldn't even ever call it that. I just I just grew up like that. I mean, that's why my beloved mom and I, that's why we <laughs> love you because you're a voice for so many of us. Like, and that's why I think I went to watching The View and the Oprah shows because there were two shows for me. I didn't really have gay friends coming, you know, being Catholic. So I would look to The View and seeing these ladies always accepting us. And for us, it yeah. felt like a safe place to come and watch every day. Yeah. And so I, I thank you like so much for being on that table every day and like, you know, and speaking the truth and, and, and protecting us. Because I know I speak Always. for everyone else in our community. Like, we thank you. We thank you and every single well, lady around well, that table. Well, we thank you. Oh, thank you. You make life more interesting. It's <laughs> uh, a community. I don't know why anybody would want not to be part of a loving community yeah. that's that's very forgiving also.
Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay, so this episode's gonna be out the day before your birthday next week. So oh my you know we gotta get you some. My 39th birthday. 39. Yes. Oh. You know you look good. So thank Patrick you. and I, we 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 saw this right away because I know you're a beekeeper and I know you have your own honey. I know, I know. <laughs> so we wanted to get you something a little you know special. So much about me. So this is for you, just a little, it's a, from, from a spoonful of Paolo, oh yeah. Gosh, should I open it now? Yeah, open it, of course, yeah, 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 of course. You, I feel seen. Oh, yeah, I hope you do. <laughs> I feel very seen. I'm glad, then we did our job then, okay? Joy Behar would say you feel seen, don't you? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, they're gorgeous, yes. are you serious? <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Bee earrings Mwah. for you, Sunny. Are you yes. serious right now? <laughs> oh it just goes gosh. like whatever you Do stand for. Do you want to see for. what they look like? You can see whatever you want. I can see whatever you like. You may have to help me. Oh, no. I got it. Yeah. Okay. It's my long nails. Oh, I'm so glad you love them. I love them. As soon them. as we saw them, like Patrick's like, we're going to get them. And they were the last pair. We're going to get them. Oh we're going to get them. Gosh. Yeah. And I have to do some promo shots for my honey. Oh my God, yes! It's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be perfect. Oh. oh my God. Do you see that? <laughs> you look beautiful. Are they great? You look, they look really, honestly, they look really, really good on you. Oh my God. Like they're made for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Sonny, honestly, from the bottom Thank of my heart, you today so really, much. you know how I feel about this show, you know how I feel about yeah. you. So being here, you and your amazing team, oh, I thank you from the bottom of my heart because this you. will be a day when I go home and write in my journal and I cannot <laughs> wait. And uh, just thank you. Thank you for, oh, for speaking for all of us, speaking the truth. And we love you so much, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Love you too. I love you too. All right, everyone, wow. take a little time. You have to say, end the show oh. how you ended it today. You know what to say. <laughs> Take a little time to enjoy the view. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. And thank you, Sunny Austin. We love you. Ascension. Oh, this is gracias. Mucho gracias. Sí, oh, sí. this is so ah, great. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks for joining me today on the A Spoonful Apollo podcast. For tons more interviews or the video version of this episode, visit our website, aspoonfulapollo.com or our YouTube channel. I'm Paolo Presta, and I hope you always remember to dream big. Dream big. Dream big. <laughs> I love you, Oprah. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs>